0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Isn't It Lovely Podcast, the podcast that seeks to shine a light on all that is lovely. I am Rachel and I am Tracy, and today we had the most
1: wonderful time. Our face hurts from laughing and also our souls are a, a fire for the wisdom that was shared. We had 3 wonderful men join us today, Tim Meager, JD Kessler, and Marcus Soon,
0: also known as The Mighty Hunters. <laughs> We coined that. (laughs) We coined that. TM, we had an incredible conversation with these guys. They actually came on to discuss a really amazing elk hunting trip that they took on. But it really wasn't just about the hunt. It honestly was about the incredible friendships that they nurtured on this trip. And so we had this incredible conversation about how do you make time for friendships? How do you deepen that connection? How do you build a community? What goes into that? And it was so much fun to get their take on this stuff, Trace.
1: It absolutely was. And we don't want to give too much away because it was just, it's so fun to listen to these guys talk about this so without further ado we hope you enjoy can you guys just tell us about the hunting trip? what was it where did you guys go how many how many of there were you did you kill any animals start with like the bare bones what how how did this come about
2: well um you're a better storyteller no that's false (laughs) so we'll talk about where first we decided to go to the uh Boy, I don't even know if I should say, like, where we went oh, out of, like... We don't want to triangulate. Oh, sorry. Here we go. Um, right. I feel like they actually would probably take our waypoints on our Onyx yep. maps maps. Yep. Right. Actually, they can have them. There are no elk up there. But we um, we were sitting around. Well, I'll talk about... What? Here we go. Ready? Is this thing on? We're recording. So we were all at Swingdorf's house. So the four of us went. It was Tim, me, Marcus, and Adam. And... The three of us, Marcus, Adam, and I, JD, were sitting around talking, and Tim was like, nah, "I'll come with you. I'll come with you." And he's like, "I'll just come and I'll cook." And we're like, "No, if you're coming, you're you're hunting." It's like so. We we decided January first, two thousand and twenty. Twenty. yeah. Was that it, or is it nineteen? Doesn't matter. We were over at Swingdoor's <laughs> house, and we just decided that we we're going to do it. It's like one of the it became one of the. Uh, New Year's resolutions, if you would. It's like, yeah. we're gonna just do this trip. And um, we had some other people in, our, in the room that were like, BS, you guys aren't gonna do that. Yep. And we're like, is that a challenge? Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if it is, we accept your challenge to go on this awesome elk hunting trip in Idaho. So we'd just done a little research as to where we could go and we were able to get tags. And that's, that's what we decided to do. And then we didn't talk about it for about six months. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this was 19. It was 19. It was 2019. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so, yeah, it took us a while to put it together, but, yeah.
3: Yeah, so we had, we all got together for dinner at Maury's, and I'm not sure why we all got together that night or whatever, and the wives were kind of jabbing us about it because we really hadn't talked about it for... They may have been the ones in the room that I just didn't specifically state.
2: <laughs> Said, uh, <laughs> "I love you, Chris." You guys won't do it. Yeah.
1: You guys go into that. You probably went into it thinking we're going to shoot some animals, have a good time, but something unexpected happened on this
4: trip. Will you, will you tell the legend or this the the legend? The legend. <laughs> this is what this is what hooked me. Oh, like, how okay. how does a yeah. guy that doesn't hunt become a hunter in an instant moment? It was from the story because. Adam has this giant red stag, yeah, hanging. You know, it's it's almost licking your face, <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> and I was like, I
2: don't know if actually I Tim was licking its face. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that was the Scotch talking, <laughs> and and uh, he told me this uh, this story about why people hang uh, animals in there.
2: Yeah, head. so it's from a it's from a, a show called. Count the, Counting the Stars I think by Steve Rinella. Um and he is the one that actually states it uh, where the where the whole thing of hanging a head in your like in your house comes from is where the animal would look upon the hunter that killed it and would be proud that that guy is the one that actually killed the animal. So it's not so much like a <clears throat> trophy as it is like a nod to being a good and uh, being a good hunter mm-hmm. and like a hunter is defined not so much as like a killer but like a steward of the of the land yeah like of the resource yeah. I, was I was respect. hooked i was hooked
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> I love that so much. Well, and you guys had obviously a fantastic friendship before you went on this trip, but I'm going to I'm gonna use the word intimacy here, guys. I feel like when you came back from this trip, though, there was a layer of maybe emotional intimacy that you walked away with. Is that accurate? Can you confirm or deny?
2: Well, to answer the question, um, something unexpected about the trip maybe was and to, Nod to your intimacy thing, which now nah. <laughs> anybody else uncomfortable with <laughs> sweating? <laughs> Profusely, <laughs> <laughs> good thing we're wearing moisture wicking clothing. I we my, bought our shields for this trip, good thing I got my sick car, got yeah, that. right? <gasps> Just wicking moisture everywhere. But <laughs> something that I that I was unexpected was how much fun it'd be to share a bed with Tim Meager for a week. <laughs> And then how much I would miss it when it was over.
4: Oh, man, I love it.
0: (laughs) He looks like he would be a snuggly mate.
4: (laughs) We'd wake up giggling at four in the morning
2: every day. He would. It was was terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, geez, Tim, why are you staring at me like that?
1: (laughs) Okay, so talk about what was unexpected on this hunting trip. But what happened on this trip, you guys? It was special.
4: Oh, man. The first day was, like, mind-blowing, because uh, it was supposed to be easy. The guy who mapped out everything said, oh, this will be a pretty casual day, and uh, uh, there was one point when Marcus and I uh, were con- ver- very concerned about them, because they were climbing over uh, slippery rocks, and uh, disappeared around the mountainside, and Marcus and I are, are uh, up top on the this other side of the mountain, and uh like short of breath the whole time because we're like so far you know highest point ever th- you know it, yeah it was it was crazy and um I think the reality check at that point you know and and uh
2: was pretty big for us <clears throat> obviously you can't see this because this is a radio thing, but this is Tim and Marcus
0: oh my gosh <gasps> oh, okay, can you tell- send us this picture yes. and then we will put it in our show notes that's yes. amazing absolutely. <laughs> he just showed us a picture of this giant
1: cliff snow-covered mountain and a tiny little body on top of it which he said is tim
2: yeah or, or marcus, marcus or marcus but I, that's the day that you're talking about yeah so like the special things that happen on this trip <clears throat> you know the actually the the first question you have so I, is it legal to ask you guys a question
1: Oh, Totally
2: legal. Okay. So, (laughs) and Marcus, you actually had this question was about the stereotype. Do you want to ask that?
3: Yeah. So, like, in your questions you sent us, you know, I had, like, uh, talking about the stereotype of uh, men, you know, men's hunting trip. I was curious. I was like, well, what is the stereotype to a men's hunting trip? What a great
1: question. Want to take that, Rachel? (laughs) I'll go too. I'll say what mine is. You say what yours is.
0: I love that. Okay, so sometimes there's a little bit of a pushback against sort of toxic masculinity. Like, is it guys? They're just all kind of coming together. Is there a certain element that's there? I think maybe it's better to say what we we don't think. We don't necessarily think that it's guys that are going to sit around and actually go deep and share their hearts on more serious topics and talk about marriages and kids and life dreams and goals and kind of have some of those deeper conversations. That's a great spin. I just think of like guys going with
1: guns, drinking a little bit, being quiet, not talking and searching for an animal.
2: (laughs) I think all of that happened. (laughs) Uh,
3: The, we, I think we overall, we thought we were going to consume more alcohol and what we did, we brought lots, a lot, and we barely drank any, um, which was kind of surprising to be honest. Uh, um i think we were just so we were so shot every night that uh and we ate outside i mean we were outside the entire time i mean we had little little one room cabins that we slept in but we got up had breakfast outside we were hunting all day long we'd get back at dark we'd make dinner outside eat outside you know and then we'd go to bed and just do it all over again so yeah, we were, at the end of the day, we were pretty shot. You know,
2: to address <clears throat> excuse me, your assumptions, I think those are fair assumptions to make, for sure, because I think a lot of it happens, you know. Uh, but I, what I would tell you is, it's virtually impossible, you saw the picture that I shared, to where, one is, there's a lot of quiet, because you're just trying to, like, catch your breath, you know. And so you're hoofing this big, heavy pack up this mountainside and all that stuff, but... Usually we went two by two. So Marcus and Adam or me and Adam, then we'd split or whatever. But it's like, so you hike up to where we showed you that picture and you sit down and you just start looking for animals. And so there's a lot of time where you're just sitting side by side with somebody, Adam or Marcus or Tim, and it's hard not to at least just to start to. So what's like. Tell us what's going, like, tell me what's going on. What's new, you know? So you just start talking a little bit. I mean, you can't talk a lot because you want to be quiet. Um, but I think just the elk hunting specifically is very conducive to relationship building just because you're, you're doing a hard physical activity and then you're able to sit down and then take a rest. And as you're resting and looking, you're looking out in some of the most beautiful country you'll ever see. So it's hard not to be a little pensive at that moment. Yeah. What do you think,
4: Tim? (laughs) That's a great question. It's a scary one. (laughs) I've never been so secluded like that. And uh, uh, so for me, like being the new guy, uh, I had to start from zero with uh, any knowledge whatsoever. And so the, the six months leading up to it were, uh, just personal in itself, because it's like, I don't want to let these guys down, you know, trying to learn how to shoot a gun, put your, put your stuff on. Right. Uh, like simple things that people would laugh at. Um, and, uh, uh, and then you get there and the, the seclusion piece is like, cause every, everything you think you are in the world kind of fades away after time. And, uh, you're just left with people you rely on, and then a sense of you're part of it all, but you're nothing at the same time. So how do you work through that?
1: Wow. Rachel, should you and I go on a hunt?
4: <laughs> you should. Yeah. Yes, you should. <laughs> Everybody should. So the the intimacy part, you know, we had deep conversations about life and perspective and things like. I'm comfortable saying stuff to those guys that I wouldn't, you know, say, cause there's no judgment. This is a no judgment zone. Um, and, uh, um, <clears throat> so there was that part. And then like, I haven't personally relied on other people so heavily as I did when I was out there and everybody has like their own unique set of skills. And, uh, so for me it was like taking in and seeing these guys like in their, their element, <clears throat> and then in different ways in that element. So like you're seeing your friends like kind of shine through that and then their own personal discovery within it because it was a completely new experience for all of us. So it was like searching through information, building plans, uh, collaboration uh, just from day to day or, or just parts of the day uh, and uh, everybody using that information together.
3: One of the biggest things too was typically um like I I've guided pheasant hunters and done stuff like that with big groups, you know, for multiple days and after a couple days of hunting, you know, guys start getting grumpy and start you know getting mad at each other and there gets to be a little friction going on and that was the that was probably the biggest uh, takeaway from the whole deal was, I mean, there was none of that. everybody, like got along great, nobody got mad at anybody, nobody got grumpy, like it was um like on the personal side, it was <clears throat> as smooth as it could have went, which was really nice,
2: you know <clears throat> I'd like to talk about friendships in general or relationships, um I guess in this particular case, specifically with other men <clears throat> I think this l kinda is a good like example of what could you know as a good backdrop you know so there's a lot of a lot of struggle a lot of you know there's ups and downs all those things but it's always it's like life right um and to marx's point we we never butted heads one time and i think um and rarely have we ever butted heads i mean and i think a a big reason for that it, and it's not that we never disagree or anything like mm-hmm. that but it's how you approach the conversation. And I think one thing that sets the four of us um, up for success in that type of, in this relationship is we each come to the table comfortable in our own skin and like have a level of self-awareness and all those things that we just, we're not trying to win. Yeah, that's a
4: great way to put it. Wow. There's no there's no comparison. We we are comfortable and then we support each other in our own successes or whatever that is. And uh, that's how we approach every conversation and supporting each other.
3: Yeah, I'd say there's no, like, one-up and, mm-hmm. you know, we're, like you said, we're all, <clears throat> we are who we are. I don't, you know, none of us are, and I think that's probably why our friendship, so as good as it is, is nobody's, you know nobody's trying to use it as a rung to move up or or one up the other you know we all know who we are and are comfortable who we are and we don't have to you know we're not trying to be something we're not yeah
0: Guys, that's so amazing. And I love that you had the physical space for this to happen, which then made room for the emotional space, which is so incredible. So my question for you is, how do you sustain that connection and that feeling of closeness? Now, everybody's kind of back in town. You're back with your beautiful families. We've already said off mic how much we love all your wives. Um, you guys have busy careers. You've got other relationships. How do you maintain that level of connection and trust with one another?
2: Schedule another hunt <laughs> 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 I think it's really important that we schedule another hunt yes. um, <clears throat> no, I think uh, I think it's important the investment and it's just carving out the time to and it doesn 't need to be big and special or whatever, but it's like Marcus is in Brookings, flying all over the place, Miller Letcher everywhere, you know, Adam is dentisting, creating sensational smiles all over the Sioux Falls. <laughs> Com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, you know, Tim is slinging stakes at more. He's like a boss, but it's just, it's, um, it's carving out the time to do it, you know, and, and it doesn't need to be big and special, but it just needs to be intentional, you know, like 15, 20 minutes, you know, he's driving down the road, Marcus, or flying an airplane. I just feel the need to point out to the 27 million people that are probably listening right now.
3: <laughs>
1: From your lips to God's ears. That
2: Marcus <laughs> right now looks exactly like Rip from Yellowstone. So it's like, is, how I don't watch that. Who is that?
1: Okay. I have not watched it. My family will murder me for saying that because oh they God. love it. They love it. You've, what's I know.
2: I feel I, it I think already may have a, found the two people. This that is a call to it. action for me, yeah. Tim. Good. I
0: hope it is for you too. Cause I do need to watch the show. Rachel, have you watched it? No, but I do read people.com at the end of every day to decompress. So I do try to keep apprised of pop culture.
1: I think she's pulling up a picture right now. I think she's pulling up a picture. (laughs) I love it. So J.D., you were saying no no matter where it is, you're being intentional. Rachel just pulled up a picture. He does. Look, what is his name? Rip Wheeler. What a cutie. Crazy. Marcus.
2: It's a good doppelganger to have. Yeah, man. Super (laughs) jealous. Sign
4: my coffee. (laughs) I get that a lot. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, man. Um, But I love what you were saying, JD, about just it's intentional. If Marcus is flying or he's got 15 minutes or you're in between meals at slinging the steaks, as you said, just make it. Maybe it's a phone call just to check in. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so practical.
4: Yeah. And and, uh, I don't think we have uh, a casual like interaction ever. It's very like, I mean, it's casual conversation, but it's always meaningful. I would agree with that. So that that helps like, because there's always something to be said or something to be talked about, you know, and and, uh, that's relevant, you know, and it's not the weather.
2: And it can be meaningful without being so serious, too. You know, it's like it can just be. A, l- l- a miniature life-giving moment
3: and then yeah. we can walk away. Mm-hmm. I mean our we got a group text message thread that's probably 75% memes. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I,
1: I would say ninety percent based on the text thread well, we were on with. You I mean guys.
2: Tim Tim has a pretty strong yeah meme. Library. There's okay. no expectation that
4: like it'll it'll be like two weeks and no one says anything, and then it'll just be like a barrage
2: of unicorns.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll be like, yeah, then JD will be like, hey, I I uh it's he'll record himself working out.
2: Because I do that. <laughs> to the twenty seven million people listening is I don't do that. <laughs> I'll I'll, re- I'll record videos of myself doing my hair, and I'll send it to you guys.
0: He does have great hair. Note for the audio. <laughs> I
2: love
0: this so much. And when I feel like I hear you guys, That's Chelsea
2: at a Tolly salon. Look her up. She's really good.
0: Chelsea. <laughs> we'll link her in the show notes. Yeah. Um, feel like what I've heard you guys say too is that you come with a spirit of acceptance and JG to your point it doesn't mean that you're going to be agreeing on absolutely everything Mm -hmm. but you've created this safe space for you guys to share things for you to challenge each other and for to call everybody forth to be sort of that best version of yourself
3: just be real Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd really even call it a safe space uh, because we definitely uh, give each other plenty of uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to say this in a in a more PC manner, but
0: Marcus, do you feel unsafe? Yes. Tracy and I are uh, here.
3: Uh, Blink once. You know we. Uh, You're fine. <laughs> you know we could give each other a hard time yeah. about stuff, and nobody takes it serious. And even if it's, you know, maybe it's a more serious conversation, you know, it gets can get pretty light pretty quick. I mean, we're. I think everybody's got a pretty good sense of humor and, you know, don't, we don't take each other too seriously. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a big part of it as well.
1: Absolutely. Um, okay. You guys going back to our hunting trip, one thing I was really curious about for all of you is did you guys walk away changed by this trip? Marcus, you said you hunt a lot, so you've had various hunting trips under your belt. Was this a life changing trip for you? Um, or maybe not life changing, but Was there a, was there a really cool experience that happened?
3: It definitely, it was a big change. I mean, when you've, I mean, just basically hunted on the plains of South Dakota and then you go up into the mountains in Idaho, it's, uh, I mean, it's a completely different experience and I know everybody's wondering, did we kill an elk? We did not kill an elk. Uh, Uh, we didn't. Uh, but, Overall, it was the best hunting experience I've ever had, even though we didn't kill anything. Um, It was, you know, just the, the, the terrain, the, you know, the physical nature of it. Like JD said, you'd, you know, you'd hike in, you'd be sitting somewhere and just looking out into the vastness of the mountains. And it was, I mean, it made you feel really small. I mean, it was just kind of awe-inspiring um it was it was an incredible hunt the you know i couldn't have short of getting an elk i mean it was it was incredible um it definitely as in like you know uh white tail hunting or mule deer hunting or pheasant hunting i mean this is all i want to do now after doing it i just want to go back really yeah like i mean it's it was pretty incredible
1: so this was your first elk hunt yes. for you. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys see an elk? Did you see
0: any? They're smiling. Why no, she for, they're they're laughing. <laughs> Moving along.
2: It's a 7% success
4: rate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man. We, well, pre- preference. I'm gonna so, go cut a tree down right
3: now. Adam, JD, and I have all hunted. Yes, we've never gone elk hunting before. <laughs> We no had, one did. No we, we had, no, okay. we had okay. no idea what we were doing, really. Besides that's a that is a true statement. <laughs> yeah. Uh we didn't ha- we didn't hire a guide. We were just all out on our own. Um, so um we heard elk. Uh we did we did kick um, you know, we kicked one or multiple up and we could hear him running through the forest. Um we didn't physically see him. Uh I mean, the, that was the other thing. Um, I mean, the, the, the forest and the, I mean, it was so thick, you couldn't see. I mean, if there was a clearing where you could see 30 yards, 40 yards, I mean, that was like a big clearing. Um, I mean, you were, it was trees everywhere.
4: Tree in the brush. Underneath the trees. Yeah. Because, like, you imagine a forest just being, you know, trees and you walk through them and around them or or whatever. The hard reality was it was uh, growing from the bottom underneath the trees was all this brush. So you you were constantly like moving through it and you can't, you couldn't see 10, 15
2: feet in front of you. So I bet there's a way better way to do it. Is, there some <laughs> is, is my takeaway from this. Yeah. Is there some
0: symbolism here? Does the, elk, uh, does the elk represent like an elusive dream that you're chasing?
2: No. Yes, it does. <laughs>
0: what you guys said too, that as incredible as this experience was, not everybody who's looking, looking to deepen their relationships needs to plan a, an amazing seven day trip, although you certainly could. So what sort of advice or encouragement would you have for people that are, are looking to deepen their relationships a little bit? Is it something that maybe they just need to make themselves vulnerable, reach out to somebody, like make that phone call to grab a coffee if you feel a connection with them? Or what kind of advice would you have for people?
2: I think the first thing I would say to anybody... <coughs> Would be just to work on yourself first. Is like um really get to know who you are so you can navigate situations as effectively and efficiently as possible. And be able to come into a conversation aware of how you can come across. And I think that will help facilitate some good relationship mm-hmm. building. That's a great way to put it. That's
1: wonderful.
2: Yeah. I
1: Looking at the Perfect. other guys, and they're
4: like, Perfect. "Nope, mic I, drop." I, I got nothing. He said a lot. He said a lot. <laughs> he said a lot.
3: You, you just heard the gospel of JD. Uh, yeah. That's right. It was I feel good. like a bigger
2: deal is we just made Tim speechless. Yeah. <laughs> he actually is throwing out a bunch of memes right now. You just yeah. can't see him. <laughs> a lot of cats and unicorns. That, that,
4: that's how I cope. Good. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything he said.
1: <laughs> I love it you guys are the best friends it's yeah. so cute I love it
4: so
3: much
4: um, the wolf pack I, I would say also is surround you know deepen your relationships surround yourself with people you can get deeper with uh, and challenge you like these guys they, we push each other and uh, like he won't let me out of if he knows I'm selling myself short on something he'll call it out and uh, but in a supportive way So you never question, like, the intention behind it or always just, you know. um, And uh, so I I think, uh, you know, we're surrounded by people who encourage you to get better and then, you know, support that. So
1: This is such a pertinent conversation. Rachel and I are really big into this idea of community right now and just Mm -hmm. talking about how do you build your community. What does community look like? It's kind of a buzzword. But I'm so in awe of everything you guys have shared because it's just really fun to be in a room with males and listen to you guys talk about friendship and community in such a like not a buzzwordy way just really authentic and really genuine okay we want to honor your guys this time we know Marcus is in from out of town we end each episode by talking about something that we're loving this week so I don't know who's ready to go it could be anything a book a food a dish at Maury's um, friends,
2: a, dish at, a,
3: dish at
1: <laughs> a delicious dish. Dot com.
2: A delicious.
1: Unofficial dish. sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh. So I don't know if anybody's ready. I'm not ready. Rachel, are you ready?
2: <laughs> I think Tim's ready. Oh, Look Tim,
1: at Tim. <laughs> oh,
4: God.
1: Your eyes uh, say it all, Tim. The,
4: the most relevant thing that comes to my head right now is, is, uh, um, I've witnessed a lot, a lot of, in my personal relationships that I've been building since this, this hunt, uh, um, it's kind of changed my perspective and then how I approach, uh, challenges I see in the world myself or, uh, our community or whatever. And, uh, so the, the people I've been engaging with, uh, they like yesterday, there was a, a level of, uh, uh, you know, sharing what was truly like in my heart at a moment, uh, people I've never talked to before that are in a completely different life, uh, like there was a connection there. And to see that unravel, uh, and we could like, suddenly we're all sitting at the table in this conversation, whereas before we were just in different parts of the room, you know, metaphorically. Uh, I've seen that a lot lately, and it's become very inspiring. And there's a lot of good things happening because of it. and. Uh, So you talk about resiliency and strengthening your community and what is community. Um, like, uh, I've been experiencing a lot of that lately and, uh, just putting the energy towards that.
2: What do you have to say? (laughs) Just trying to digest that elephant that you just threw out there. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Chick-fil-A.
3: We
1: love Chick Fil A. Uh, I mean, have you ever
2: heard the chicken nuggets from Chick Fil A? <laughs> They're so juicy. They're so good. Um, I tell you, like there's a Jordan Peterson. Boom. If you're familiar with him, yep. I've been listening to a lot of what he's had to say lately. It's been really good. It's very challenging. Yeah, it is. And not to mention, I've learned. Okay, Jordan Peterson's cool, but the thing that I like the most, I think, is the Canadian accent. Stuff crust oh, pizza for sure. Oh man, you. you I didn't know. realize how. Great the Canadian accent was until they talk, eh? Can you edit that out? (laughs) They'll edit that out. It'll be fine. No, we're
1: leaving that out. Also, edit the part
2: out where Tim told told everyone where I'd send pictures of myself working out.
4: He he, he does that when he knows we're not working out.
2: That's the thing. Well, none of us really work out all that (laughs) often. He's like, that's...
3: And I don't, I don't know where he finds those shorts he wears. They're like, the shortest shorts you've ever seen, or here. lack thereof. Uh,
4: yeah. R- um, RichardSimmons.com. Is if you, a, if you type in JD Special
3: the Promo
2: Code? Yep, you get
4: the promo code.
2: <laughs> this has ruined me. <laughs> this has
3: ruined. Me. Thought, we're we're going to link as that J-D, too. J D J A Y
2: D E E. Kessler with his Z. <laughs> Look it up.
1: Oh, my gosh. You guys, my face hurts. We're laughing.
3: Oh, it's so good. You, oh, gonna, my gosh. They're so going to delete right. this and say so, something, something no. happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're leaving so we, this all in. equipment right? faults.
2: So, Tim, we're not exactly sure what it is that you said. I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around all of the things that you said. Yep. Mine was a Canadian accent. And Chick-fil-A? And Chick-fil-A. We'll say
3: Canadian accent. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know how to top the Canadian accent. <laughs> really? It's true. You don't have to top it. Uh, I'd just say right now uh, would be more so the uh, loving the change of the seasons, uh, warmer weather, get outside, tired of being stuck inside. Not in the mountains.
2: Start sprinkling a little herbicide. <laughs> you do not want to be a
4: coyote right now with this guy.
3: <laughs> OK, expound on
1: that. Why do you shoot coyote, Marcus? Yes, sh- you do. OK, he
4: he, <clears throat> he has like a, his gun is something out of a video game. It's so awesome. <laughs> and and uh, it, it doesn't it's not like conducive to the health of coyotes.
1: Got it. Okay. At first I thought it was like the USD coyotes, like the mascot. Oh, yeah. I was like, Oh, no. Oh, oh he's my, well, he's a, a, jack, he's a
3: jackrab- well, yeah. jackrabbit too. So well, that too. there's a, there's a deep hatred. You just lost um, half your base. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you guys are so layered. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. I love it. Okay. Rachel, what are you loving? OK, this is so funny, you guys. I'm going to say that I am loving authenticity. And I'm going to look over at Mr. Tim, Tim Meager over here. So I have said to Tim before that I feel like one of his superpowers is that he is fantastic about making you feel like you are the only person in the room when you are talking to him. And we had been, my husband and I had been at Maury's a couple different occasions with a few different friends over the past couple of months. And as anybody who dines there knows, when Tim knows you, he will come over there. And he will just wash you in welcoming, inviting hospitality. And he had these really genuine connections with some of our various uh, friends that we had with us to the point that, again, weeks and months after us being there, these various friend groups come come back to Christopher and myself and they go, oh my gosh, I'm still thinking about that thing that, Tim Meager told us. And it's so amazing. It kind of ties in with what you said, JD and you too, Marcus, that when you have done the work on yourself to be comfortable and confident in your own skin, you just kind of walk around like the best version of yourself. And I think that it's so amazing that, Tim, you have clearly done that. And it just, it's amazing to see how by being like the best version of, of Tim that you can be, it really is impactful to people. And I also have to shout out to your beautiful wife, Megan, because I know that her holding down the fort behind the scenes with those gorgeous kids enabled you to go and live your dreams um, and make all of us feel so welcome at the restaurant. So a shout out to Tim and also just to authenticity and to working on ourselves and being comfortable in who we are. Snaps. (laughs) Snaps for Tim. Elle Woods, my patron saint.
1: Back to my sorority days. I'm going to bring back snaps. I think that's perfect because clapping is too loud on the mic. When I saw you doing that, I was like, oh, that's... Yeah.
2: <laughs> Spent a lot of time at beat poetry <laughs> gatherings. <laughs>
4: oh
0: yeah, you did. Yeah, you did.
2: We have
4: to have a trip for that now.
0: <laughs> a poetry slam. Yes. <laughs> Let's
4: do it. We'll just freestyle.
1: I'm going to round us out with something shallow. Actually, it's not shallow because we actually have mentioned this business. And I was thinking in my head I was going to talk about this business. It's when you guys mentioned Shields, yeah. so I was like, oh, my thing that I'm loving is Shields. I'm not joking. <laughs> it's so fun to bring my kids there and they're so helpful. They're like the kindest people that work there and they're always helping me with my chaotic kids. Where do they
4: find those people?
1: I don't know, but let me tell you this. So a year or two ago, I worked with an organization in town called compassion childcare and they hosted this event where they shields brought in all this like athletic gear and they packed it into a church and they set it all up for these kids that maybe have never tried T-ball or basketball or didn't have anybody to teach them the skills for it. And for two hours, the Shield staff came and they were like, it, they acted like it was the best day of their life with these kids. Every kid that came through their line, they were like, okay, buddy, we're gonna do this and this is how you do it. And I just stood back and I got like tears in my eyes because I thought, these people don't have to be here. They work for you know a big box company, I guess. Mm-hmm. But here they are like changing these kids' lives mm-hmm. with the joy that they're giving them, teaching them a skill. And all the kids got to leave with like um, something they picked out, like an athletic item. I just love that company, the way they give back to our community. So when you guys were mentioning Shields and the tags, I was like, we're going to give Shields a shout out. They are such a great company. That.
3: Get they that Shields wonderful. Visa. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cash back. Get,
3: get those rewards. Get
2: those rewards. <laughs> It's like a report card on <laughs> how much you spent last month. Oh I know God. it's embarrassing. I love it. You gotta it. That brings us a little
1: full circle. Full circle. <laughs> full circle.
4: <laughs> well, that you, is so you got, beautiful. You got your answer on community.
0: Absolutely, and you guys, we are so grateful that you came and shared with us today, and our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us, and we are so excited for maybe you guys can come back and we can do round two of this in the next couple of months.
3: That would be months.
0: amazing. Love <laughs> it. We're in. We're in.
3: D- 30 <laughs> minutes definitely wasn't enough. Yeah. We, we no, could have we we probably done this. We did it, you guys. Hours. Look at 43 minutes. Oh man, <laughs> no, We not. did, right. it. We didn't, no, we did not. it.
1: We did it. Thank you so much for joining
0: us for today's episode of Isn't It Lovely? If you love what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe by clicking on our show in your favorite podcast app and following the prompts. You can download all of our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. You can also find
1: all of our episodes on our website at www.isitnotlovely.com. And we are also on Instagram and our handle is Is isitnotlovelypodcast.
0: Keep looking for the lovely in all things. Thanks for listening.